0: everybody, and welcome to another edition of a Cupcast podcast. Coming to you after the away win at Ajax in the Champions League and to talk through oh, clean sheet and winning away in Europe. Those are two things I haven't been talking about in a long time. Uh, first up in Belfast, we have Dave Dunning. Dave, as always, how are you?
1: Good, mate. How are you? You keeping well? I'm doing all right.
0: Fuck my neck, but other than that, I'm grand. You know, I'm sure you've old. got
1: some sort of um, medicinal product to support you through that pain.
0: Oh, yes, I've got a vibrating bed, apparently. That, that's, <laughs> <laughs> that, that's that's the right. that's to cure all my ills, according to my wife. So there you go. Uh, but that, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sure fine. there's a joke
1: in there somewhere, but we'll no, not there, go there.
0: There's not, there. there's not. Seriously. Oh, there, trust vibrate, me, there is. She, she, she bought a vibrating bread two weeks ago, and I'm going, what the fuck are you buying that for? Uh, but that's another story. Uh, and also up in, again in Belfast... Uh, johnny henderson making his uh third third appearance in like two months how are you johnny i thought it was i thought it was more than that Uh, i'm good man i'm good um can't
2: complain good win good clean sheet um yeah not bad
0: good there you go well here well i have you um i know dave will be very excited about a clean sheet he was begging for a clean sheet um (laughs) (laughs) but you know given the fact of how we've struggled through group stages in the last couple of seasons and the fact that we are getting virtually nothing on the road, um, given the game that we came off at the weekend, enough said about it. We'll not go any further with that. I thought we did very well tonight.
2: Yeah, we did. We'll just have to get the terrible joke out of the way, but it's not very often you get a clean sheet in Amsterdam. Boom. Um, yeah, it's all about
0: there was puns tonight, isn't it really?
2: <laughs> all about the puns. All about the puns. No, like um I thought they were very yeah, I thought they were very good. I mean, it wasn't perfect. You know, the first half um was a bit frenetic. There was a couple of ones, you know, Quincy Proms had a he had a massive chance where he, he was actually on side. Um and then you had the one that was that was cleared off the line but, and they caused us problems. But at the same time I think it you have to put it into perspective as well that Ajax are a very good side coming forward. You know, there's not many teams that will play them away from home and get a clean sheet because they, that's what their game's about. So, no, listen, they dug in. Uh, they dug in, I thought, as the game went on. Um, Funnily enough, after they made the triple sub, I thought, you know, when Minamino, Jada, Shakiri came on, I actually thought we really sort of wrestled control of the game. And actually, it felt to me like the last sort of, 25 minutes or so, we were fairly, you know, fairly comfortable. You know, there was a couple of, couple of wee moments, but I thought we we'd controlled the game pretty well and, and managed the squad. Johnny, do, you not, do you not
0: than. do you not feel it would run them into the ground by that stage because we were pressing like mad, we didn't allow them to breathe. We really did. Like I, I was impressed tonight. It just we were up for that in, in a way that maybe. We haven't seen in you know the last couple of seasons we've had favorable looking groups and and you know we've gone oh we should you know we've done podcasting oh we should sail through that with no problem and every time we go away we lose, and and I think there was a determination to put put an end to that this time and and also maybe a determination from the likes of uh, Fabinho and from the likes of Joe Gomez to prove a point you know Virgil's gone we know he's gone this is the new reality let's get on with it.
2: Yeah, I think there was there was a bit of that I think. Um as you say, we've we've maybe stuttered a bit in groups where we've been expected to come out of them. I think going away from home to the to the toughest side really, you know, Ajax would be, you know, them and Atlantas maybe fairly tight at the minute. Actually, have to pick between them, but you know, on paper that's your toughest game. But no, I I agree with a lot of that, um, Dave. You know, I thought that we we were up for it. Um, I thought Fabinho Gomez were excellent. Um, I know Fabinho He's after the game. He's getting a lot of plaudits, and rightly so. He made a couple of really good challenges and, and and interceptions, and he's just a really good presence to be able to have to come in there. But but Gomez done really well, and I think as well, you know, um, I thought Robertson was brilliant. And when you're talking about that intensity, Dave, and you know that focus, I, I think Robertson started the season like a train. I really do. I think he looks like a man on a on a mission. So yeah, all round, listen clean sheet and a win and everybody that came into the game you know the three lads that came in and, and the front three Henderson when he came in they, they were all on it we did right or look a little, little but listen I promise you to score that was a setter to uh but jo- johnny
0: these things level out if you look at the villa game and you look at the, the everton game what luck came our, <laughs> what luck came our way in oh, those yeah. two games I mean, yeah, yeah. And, and another thing, every time somebody seems to shoot, it's on target, and we seem to be able to concede goals from it. Every time somebody seems to have taken a shot at us recently, this time was more, and I think that's left us fearful. This time it was like a normal game where, you know, yeah, they're blazed over the bar, they're just wide. Because everything just seemed to be on target, and we seemed to fuck it up in, in, in the last few games. <laughs>
2: I get that, I do take that point, I mean, it has felt a wee bit like that, I mean, Everton you know, there was no way on God's green earth, they deserved to take a point off us at the weekend, absolutely no way, and the Villa game of course we deserved to lose that game but it was... But not by, not seven not seven, you no, know, everything they hit seemed to just either, you know, fly in or deflect in, and everything that could have gone wrong, did go wrong but, listen, compared to other seasons you know we were saying pre, pre the pod there, you know, uh, Maitland, they were, they were tanked 4-0 at home to Atlanta. So, you know, we've got them next at home. So Ajax-Atlanta are going to play. One of them is going to drop points the next game. And we should be sitting with six points from the first two games and in a really good position. It would be nice to have a stress-free passage through to the, the last 16 goals. That would be nice.
0: Oh, what? And then some, you know, to be through with four games played would be just awesome. Dave, how, ex- now, uh, to your excitement, how excited are you about a clean sheet? Because you've been banging on it for ages. Oh, a clean
1: sheet, a clean sheet, my kingdom for a clean sheet. <laughs> um, yeah, I just, I thought it was really important to go out there and just really put all of the Van, Van Dijk talk to bed because it's, it's all we've heard about from every journalist, every newspaper column, every they have, podcast not... and radio show.
0: But the problem nice. is there's so many of them, Dave, and like yeah. oh, Premier League run a fucking show every day and they're recurgitating the same bullshit over and over. You think the whole fucking stadium had fallen down? You think Melwood was on fire to see them Yeah.
1: And I've loved to have seen that much that much attention placed on the on the offside, but that's by the that's by the bye. I think it was just really important to go out there and show do you know what? Yes, Van Dijk's the best centre half in the world, but do you know what? We have loads of good players here with loads of good players, with enough really, really top centre-halves, whether they're conventional centre-halves or unconventional centre-halves. Um, we've got a world-class goalkeeper to come back in. And, you know, this isn't the end of the world. Yeah, it's a blow, it's a big blow, but it's not the end of the world. And, you know, with with some of the comments that have been coming out from, from the team during the week, particularly the likes of Wijnaldum um, and Henderson... This looks like it's, it's galvanized the squad. And that was something I thought were really needed after Villa. And this looks like something that could bizarrely work to some degree in our favor. I'm sure there's, 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 there's elements of performance that are going to increase off the back of this. Um, certainly from some individuals who are now going to have to step up. And, you know, Gomez tonight, I thought, Fabinho, yes, superb. Gomez tonight, I think, looked like he shouldered a bit more responsibility. I think he was far more dominant in the air that he's been. And maybe he isn't as dominant in the air because he, he knows he's got Van Dyke beside him, who just goes and wins everything. So, I don't know, this might be great for, for Joe Gomez. This almost, be like, this almost might be like taking the stabilisers off do you know what I mean? Take the stabilisers off. The big lads are not beside you anymore. So now you're going to have to do this. And you're going to have to do it, not quite by yourself, but you're going to have to become outright a world-class centre-half, not just part of a world-class centre-back pairing with the best centre-half in the world beside you. So I think there's there's opportunities for players that have come out of this situation. And tonight was a really, really good start just for this team to go back into the dressing room after that game and say, you know what, that was really, really hard fought. And I think this has to be put into context as well. That's an away win. First game of the Champions League against a really good attacking outfit and we've come away with a win in a clean sheet. That's not like us in Champions League group stages. So I can't fault the defensive performance all right, we gave away a couple of decent chances in, in the in the first half, but you know some of the some of the defending was absolutely top class, and it's, you know the, the standout moment obviously Fabinho's, um James Milner impersonation, but really, really, really pleased, really, really pleased.
0: No, I hear you on that, um, but Dave, you know, look, do you not feel that? You know, this the, these two boys now we've got Matip and Gomez, who you know have had their share of injuries. Albeit Gomez had a long stretch out, Matip has has bits and pieces of problems here and there. But when he we needed him, when Gomez had the broken leg, Matip was able to keep himself fit and we managed him well, and he proved to be absolutely excellent. Um, you know, I've I've seen all these pundits this week. Regurgitating bollocks, and that's the only way I can describe it. About oh, this is exactly the same as the port injury last season. I'm really sorry, it is not. We are better than that. I feel. Am I wrong in thinking that?
1: No, not at all. Not at all. I think what I would say is, and I spoke about this in the last pod. I, I you know, you'll do well. You'll do well to find a centre half in the Premier League better than M- Madip Gomez or. As it looks now, Fabinho, you know, and you'll do well. You'll it's practically impossible to find three. So okay, okay, there's only three of them, but quality-wise, we're well stocked in that area. So I don't really have any concerns, and I think what you just might see is a little bit more management of particularly mad up. And I think you saw that it was more precautionary than anything else to send them for a scan. They're like, we're taking absolutely no risks with you this time round. We know your history. We know what the issues may be. So this is, you know, we're, we're going to wrap you in cotton wool because we're going to need you more than we have done in the past.
0: So, And, and, and also this game was disposable, Dave, as we've seen with, with, with other games in the group stage of the Champions League, when we need to win in the Champions League, we win. But we'll we'll take those risks. I think Curtis Jones maybe is another one there, an example of that tonight, of taking that extra risk in the group stages of the Champions League because we know we can be good enough to get through when we need to if it it doesn't work for us. Tonight it worked for us, but in previous seasons it hasn't.
1: Yeah, 100%. I think it's important. I think it was also important to get Fabinho in there as soon as possible. We need to get him settled into that position as soon as we possibly can. I think putting him in there at the first opportunity against a good attacking outfit was smart. The interesting... Thing for me now is, has I'm just wondering, has has Klopp had uh, a James Milner esque conversation with him to say, Fab, this isn't ideal, but see, until Virgil comes back, you're a centre half and only a centre half, and you're gonna you're gonna coach, you're gonna be coached in training. You're going to play centre half in training. You're going to do all the centre half drills. You're going to start trying to forge relationships with Matt up and Gomez. And as far as playing in a six this season goes, it's just not going to happen because we've got we've got Hendo, we've got Genie, and we've got Tiago that can all do that. So that's a question that I think is going to be interesting to see the answer to.
0: Hmm, indeed, that that, that that that's worth pondering on, uh, Johnny. Uh First of all, your thoughts on that? <laughs> Maybe um, I'm I'm not so sure. I want to see Fabinho being trained as a centre back because he does bring an awful lot to the position. I know he's played in Brazil along the back line. Um, he can do a job there. My my, my fingers would be crossed that Gomez and Matip have a have a long and prosperous relationship, and and he can remain in the midfield.
2: <laughs> well, I think one thing we know about Clapp is he's he's a pragmatist when it comes to these sort of things. And the reality is I tend to agree with Mr. Dunning there and what he's saying, because I think the injury record of of Gomez and, and Matip would suggest that Fabinho is probably the one certainty you can count on. I I actually think with Fabinho, there's two sides of this to me. One is the frustration that the injury to Van Dyke and that it's taken him out of that position because personally I thought the midfield performance just as a unit on Saturday against Everton was probably as good as I've seen, as complete as I've seen from a Liverpool midfield in a long time. I just thought that midfield did everything. Henderson was so a brilliantly balanced,
1: wasn't it? Brilliantly uh, it was,
2: balanced. It was superb. You know, you had Henderson pushing, driving, setting the tempo, moving the ball quickly. You had Thiago, who's just different class, you know, that vision, that ray of passing, that calmness. And then you had Fabinho in there in the six, marshalling, controlling, snapping into his tackles, you know, just being there, the centre, you know, as they call him, the the lighthouse, you know, Linder's referring to. So that's a frustration for me because I just think that's an exceptional midfield trio from, even though it was one game. You know, in a in a world where Van Dyke doesn't get injured, I, I'd see that as our big game midfield. I could see that becoming the new you know, we used to say Henderson <laughs> when and Milner was, you know, the three clap would, Yeah, but would you've got to keep
0: Fabinho playing at the same time, John. For for example, you know, Matt Heap and, and and Gomez fingers crossed do have a an injury free period from here on in. You've gotta be playing. Um Fabinho needs to be on the pitch to be able to step back into the into defence whenever he's needed. So and as you I rightly pointed out, it was looked awesome in midfield. So why, yeah, that, why, yeah. why forfeit him? I think.
2: Do you know what? Do you know what I think? I, I think, as I say, and going back to when I was sort of starting making the point, I think Klopp's a pragmatist that way. He, I think, he would love to be able to count on on, on Matip, and he'd love to count on Gomez. He probably knows, given the records, that's maybe a bit of a long shot. I think as well, what's probably decided him for the game, like. Uh, well, tonight was sort of forced, wasn't it? But I think Fabinho's performance as well, when we had that early crisis against Chelsea, where, you know, we woke up the morning of the the, the game and we were told, you know, Gomez has a knock and the deep's got a knock, a knock, so Fabinho's going to have to play. And we were all about, oh my God, Fabinho against Werner. And then he literally puts Timo Werner in his pocket and absolutely dominates him, and he's probably man of the match. And I think that, in a way, will. <laughs> is probably foremost in Klopp's thinking, well, actually, he's gone in there, away to Chelsea, one of your hardest league games up against, one of the best forwards around in Werner, and he's done so well. So I think you, I I, I would agree with what Dave's saying about, I do think Klopp will be saying to him, you know, we're going to need you here a lot more. Hopefully, Dave, you're right. Hopefully what you're saying, you know, turns out to be the case where the two boys stay fit we get to see that midfield three, because I think that would be that would be superb. And hopefully that's the way it'll play out. But I'll tell you what, it isn't half reassuring to have someone as good as him to drop back. And I think, you know, the, the point there that Dave was making as well is, you know, you look at, everyone talks about these other teams. Oh God, Van Dyke, Van Dyke, And Van Dyke is brilliant. He's head and shoulders above any centre-back in the world. In my opinion, our chances of winning the league have gone from I would have said we had, you know, probably a 70 to 80% chance of winning the league. You know, it's probably dropped to 60 now or something, in my opinion. 60, 65. So you know, no, I buy
0: into that. I think that's reasonable.
2: You know, I still think we're favorites, but I think our chances of it are dropped. But the point that you're making is absolutely correct. That there's not, there is a complete dearth of absolutely brilliant centre-backs. Then, you know. You go through those other Premier League teams and look at Fabinho, Matap and Gomez, and can you find me? You know, can you can you find better ones that are there? You know, you look at maybe Laporte at City, but you look at all the others. You look at Man United, not a chance, none of them. But Harry
0: Maguire cost eighty million. <laughs> yeah, and, and, I, what again,
1: I, and never mind. And what's what's the, what's Laporte at City gotten gotten common with our centre halves? He can't stay fit either.
2: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So it's it's not you know and. All things being equal, if we were up against probably a a one hundred point man city outfit, the loss of Van Dyke would be catastrophic.
0: Oh, it'd be over. You'd be talking twenty or thirty percent chance of winning the league, John.
2: Exactly, but that's not where we're at. That's not where we're at. It's a strange season. It's going to be weird. It's going to be like even tonight, the way they putting on those three forwards, taking off our front three (laughs) with an hour gone. That tells you that they're already looking at these run of games and condensed and thinking we've got to save legs where we can here. And it's gonna be that type of season. But but I think we'll cope. Um, but I think we will see a lot of Fabinho uh, at centre back. Uh, a lot of Fabinho at centre back.
1: Dave, what did you what did you think of Wijnaldum's performance um
0: second half? He was everywhere, wasn't he? Um he should have scored. Uh, got, uh-huh. yes, that 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 ball was placed alright oh, his and he just got under his feet. What a goal that would have been. What a ball. I, I don't even know who fucking played the ball because it was what I think it was Jana. Was it Jana? What a ball. I'm, but but, I'm sure it will come to him.
1: But the the thing was, the point he was gonna make was, is, yeah. Yeah, the point he was gonna make here to you, Davis is this uh, talking about, you know, if we're gonna see if we're gonna see Fabinho playing nominally as centre half you'd you'd probably assume it's going to be Henderson in the six. So is that maybe a, is that maybe um an idea of what we're going to see from Ronaldo then? He's going to take up that almost box to box Henderson role where he just seems to be everywhere in the pitch. He will become not the phantom anymore, who sits and does all the little dirty bits and pieces, but he's going to be the guy who's trying to affect things in the opposite. The player that box. we see
0: play for Holland, you mean? <laughs> a bit,
1: a bit, certainly yeah. a bit a bit closer because of the different role he'll be given on that side. Because yeah. he was bombing forward, he was he was he was everywhere. He was, absolutely.
0: And what's more, he was still doing all the dirty stuff, all the, the, the dirty work in there, and the hard labor and whatnot. That didn't diminish either, Dave. I think that's what impressed me most about him. Uh, and and as you say, it was particularly noticeable second half. Really, really, really noticeable second half.
1: Well, he was playing a six. He was playing six in the first half, wasn't he? And yeah. then when Henderson comes on, he switched, and all of a sudden, he's but all of a sudden. How, how, much, into the how box.
0: much of that do you feel, Dave? Is he was babysitting um, Jones? well i don't I, I just think it's
1: because he was playing in a deeper role and I think there'll be there'll be one player that plays I think the way the midfield works particularly with Henderson on on the right is the the other guy is almost he's almost the primary responsibility is to make sure that if Fabinho or whoever's playing Defensive midfield steps right. He's the guy that covers the gaps. If there's any sort of gap in there that's exposed, if Fabinho's beaten by by pace or trickery or pass, he's the guy that's got to be that second line of defence. Whereas if you're doing Henderson's role on the other side, you've got to be the fourth man. You know, you've got to be the fourth man going forward. So I wonder will this potentially show us a significant rule change but, in what Alden might have know, to do this season? Right.
0: Here's why I can't answer that. Because we're still feeling our way in with Tiago. That lad looks fucking other world. I mean, he is just pure silk. Um, he is a joy to watch. He is a joy to the eyes. And we haven't seen 10% of it so far. And and I think an awful lot of that is going to depend on, on you know, he, he's hit the ground running. There's no two ways about it. There's very little adaptation, you know, shows world class player uh, can adapt to anything. But when he makes that full adaptation, Dave, it's very difficult to know how our midfield is going to end up looking, um, how our midfield is going to end up functioning, because he's bringing something to the table that we really haven't had in, a, in such a long time. You know, um, he, he has vision. He is just so silky. Like, you know, the ball in the derby, I know it's been played to death, but I never got a chance to say, it. like, absolutely magnificent. And he was superb. Um, throughout that game. He was superb when he came out against Chelsea. And I say, we're still at the point of feeling our way in of just how good this guy's going to be for us and, and and what he's going to bring and what what changes are going to take place because of how good he is and what maybe other people are going to be able to expand in their game because of, of this guy's brilliance, if you know what I mean. So ask me again at Christmas, Dave, and I might be able to answer that okay. one. But, you see, but it's a lovely dilemma, isn't it?
1: Well, yeah. And for me, that, Kind of lends itself to the theory that Klopp might just say to Fabinho play centre half all season, because we've got I we've got that glorious it. dilemma in midfield. Maybe not. I don't know. I just think it'll, it'll be interesting to see. But the, here is here's a question. You know, you've got you've got the three lads fit. In fact, see you've got everybody fit. You've got the whole squad fit, right? Which two do you pick at centre half?
0: I pick Matip and and Gomez. Because they are the recognised in that position, and I think that we need Fabinho. As As Johnny mentioned, that was that that could be our big game midfield. And I think you you lose an awful if you've got those two fit. Also, you're basically saying then Fabinho doesn't become first choice centre or in 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 midfield for for big games. I'm sorry, then you're you're wasting a player. And I don't. While well Klopp's pragmatic, I don't think he's that stupid um, that that he would he would he would end up doing that. And you've got to keep this guy playing because when he you do need to get him to step back he's just that's all he's doing is stepping back he's not walking in to step back
1: but that's what I mean is, is, is does he just become your first choice center half alongside one of the other two because there's oh. one thing I've one thing I'd say that of, what you're saying all, is
0: put put him as, as as your Van Dyke figure and you rotate the other two to keep them fit around him mm-hmm. yeah a hundred percent. I suppose it's uh, that that could be it. it it's depend how how comfortable he is with that, but I would imagine, you know, there was a lot of talk, Dave, whenever we got uh Thiago that that you know Fabinho could be the one that, that suffers most out of it. So maybe you know, and we're pretty much all of us. I would I would say would probably agree this is one Alden's last season with us unless something happens between now and then. Who knows? Um. So so therefore, you know, this could be quite convenient in many ways to keep um, uh, Fabinho playing on a full-time role uh, until we get this season over when he assumes back his role. Uh, it's certainly something worth considering, but if you've got the other two fit, I'd rather go with two 2 fit centre-backs. Johnny, where, where are you on that? Would you rather go with two f- uh, fit centre-backs or we throw Fabinho in and rotate?
2: I, I think, to be honest, it's all down to how um, Antipa Gomez, can, uh, how their bodies stand up to it. Listen, I I think if those two were robust and you could count on them to play every week in the league. And just think, histories, especially, you know, uh, with up is he he just doesn't, you know, this this is going to be a really intense season. This three games in a week, you know, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Sunday, Wednesday, Sunday, whatever it's going to be. That's
0: going to be a, like that, Dave, Dave's point. Is really relevant when you say that.
2: Yeah, it's gonna be a struggle, Davis, because that's that's you you go and have a look at our fixtures. You know, look at the way the the, the Champions League's now condensed. I think it's a early December, you know, it sort of wraps up this game, 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 game. And I just think I think I think if you could rely on them and they were robust, you, you probably would see the two of them striking up a pairing. But um and who knows, maybe maybe they will do stuff with the medical team. But I think the more pragmatic choice is as Dave says, get Fabinho's head around that he's probably going to be playing there most of the season. Utilise then those two around him. Give them their breaks. Let them come in and out with Fabinho, who we know, you know, Fabinho can go large chunks and, and play and play and play. Um and, and I and I just think it's going to come down to how how they how the injuries hold up. But but I did you read not. it? Just,
0: Do you read anything in the Reese Williams coming on tonight in a Champions League game albeit at the very very end but you know we've seen him play a couple of times this season and the lad looks looks a prospect um, far from the finished article but I'm just wondering with seeing him tonight does that play into the equation somewhere that maybe we're we're blooding him up for some extra game time now?
2: No I I don't think so I don't think so I think Milner had just been down and he was a bit of cramp and he was trying to stretch it off and we had the ball in the corner and Ajax actually just and Klopp, Klopp loves straight. that
1: third Klopp loves that third centre half sub with two minutes to go doesn't he
2: he does he'd done it with Dejan quite a bit didn't he so you know you've got Traore and Huntelaar come on they took off Daley Blunt they took off the other lads so they'd gone for it and I, think I know gone. see when they were coming on did you see the fucking size of the two of them the two <laughs> big fucking brutes yeah absolutely absolutely uh, but I don't think I don't think I wouldn't read too much I wouldn't read too much into that. But listen, I'm not debating Fabinho's merit in midfield. I think he's he's a super player. I think he's he's as good as anyone else in the world in that in that position. You know, sometimes he, he sometimes in a season it can take him a wee bit to get into a rhythm. But you know that midfield that we saw on Saturday at Everton, that, I I definitely want to see that midfield. I would love to see that midfield. For example, away at the had against Man City, I think if we had that midfield out against City and we had Matip and Gomez on their game, you know, I'd be confident we we could get on top in that midfield for once, and then make sure that we get. The
0: and, and 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 Allison back, of course. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. There's one more.
1: There's one more aspect. Of... That... Well, there's one more aspect to the the Fabinho. Quantity that's just come to me, and as supreme a defender as Van Dijk is, and Arteta called this out after the Arsenal game: his ability to is ability to to beat the midfield and beat another team's press with that big diagonal to the Mane or, or Salah. Um, we 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 are gonna miss that, but I. So think we, has we, that in his locker. Well, well, this exactly, Dave. Exactly, <laughs> he's best equipped. He's best equipped to do that from that deeper, deeper position. So, you know, that that's another aspect that, that needs to be considered when when Klopp is is deciding what he's going to do long term given Van Dijk's lengthy absence so I, I don't know the answer i don't i'm not suggesting this is what's going to happen but i just think it it'll be interesting to see how this pans out
0: no, without a doubt. And you would think the fucking league was over. You'd think that nobody else, no other team was ever going to get an injury, like uh, uh, you know, uh, at any stage. It can happen to any player at any time, you know what I mean? City had a little report last season, but I think we're in a much better spot. I, I honestly do believe that the centre-back cover that we have is, like, uh, not not just better, but, I mean, fucking other world better than that. Johnny, tell us this, if what you do you ch- mean?
2: But do you not think as well, sorry for cutting across you, but no. do you not think well? it's, it's a measure of Van Dyke as well, though, that he has we were considered a flaky team that were great to watch, but we couldn't. You always had that bit of a soft center you could get at us with set pieces. It is a measure of how big an impact Van Dyke made, the way people are talking about it. You know, yes, he but he
0: made a, he made us mature. We don't need him to mature uh, to mature the, the rest of them. We matured as 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 a squad. With, with his arrival and with the arrival of Alison. you know, those were two key areas. And the two of them brought a confidence about the place. And, you know, with winning those trophies, we've matured into a winning team, which uh, this is why I'm not, my head's not falling off o- over it, Johnny, because... It's, Go, Dave. Sorry, it's it's funny,
1: Dave. It's funny you say that, Dave, because you're throwing Allison's name in there as well. And I feel that this has been forgotten amongst this entire conversation. People seem to be attributing our... Vastly improved defensive performance solely down to Van Dijk coming in, and it wasn't just him. It's as much the goalkeeper. So that needs to be considered when we're having this debate. Peter
0: Schmeichel. How many times did Peter Schmeichel win fucking Fergie leagues? How many points a season was Peter Schmeichel worth to Manchester United in their pomp? And, yep. and and it was double figure points that he saved them every fucking season, and that's yeah. that's the point of having a good goalkeeper. We just don't have a good one. We've be the best one in the world, it would appear.
1: And I'll tell you something else. It wasn't it, it wasn't Van Dyke that was missing when we got at seven at Villa Park. It was the goalkeeper. No, exactly. I'm not. I'm not saying that means. I'm not saying that that's everything that's got to do with it. Look,
0: it's look, a Villa, Villa Park was Villa Park, and it needs to stay in Villa Park because that's where we left it. And, that, and I'm really yeah. happy, I'm happy that I'm able to say that because we have left it behind. And maybe, yeah. maybe you know, we talked after it. We did a pod after it, Dave. Maybe that was the kick in the backside that they needed. There was a bit of arrogance floating about. I said it before in a pod. There was a bit of arrogance floating about that squad. It's gone. We're back to business. We look like a team. We look at like a team with a knife in their hand ready to go. You know what I mean? And And, and I love it. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm actually, I'm actually more,
1: more excited about anything. Uh, 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 I'm more excited about things now because we're going to see, we're going to de- see a different side of this Liverpool team down to this one injury. A very different side. We're going to see players perform in different roles. We're going to go and see how the team's going to have to evolve and change from this. So this makes it really interesting.
0: Here, Johnny, what did you make of the midfield starting lineup tonight with a few I don't know raised a few eyebrows? Um how did you feel it functioned first half?
2: I had, I had a bit of a giggle at, at, at Dunning's pedanticness when I said uh risky team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I put in the group risky team and Dave put in Risky Midfield, <laughs> which was a fair point. Well you know, uh, that was a one part that was a risk. It was a strange one. You know I mean that, that's the thing with clap, isn't it? In in Early stages, I think, given this season is going to be a condensed season anyway, and the Champions League, there was always that feeling that he might do some mad things rotation-wise. And there's no doubt about it; you're going to see the likes of Curtis Jones. Curtis Jones isn't just going to sit there and 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 come on as a sub ten times this season. He's going to get minutes because that's the way the season is. So it was a strange one. I mean, I don't know. John, the question
0: I really wanted to get to, and you've mentioned him do you think he's good enough? Because I'm struggling with him at the moment. And, I, and could, I, I could be completely wrong. Um, I'm not demanding anything. I'm just saying, I I look at him. There's goals in the kid, don't get me wrong. Um, but that's that's him starting a game. We normally see him in the last 20. And there was times, to me, he just looked a little lost.
2: He did, listen. He's, he's young. He's a fantastic, he's a fantastic talent. And I do think Curtis Jones will make it. But I think that was... You know, you always hear we when you hear people that know the club or the journalists that are close to the club, or you know, the inside track on them is, you know, this wee lad doesn't lack confidence. You know, he's not afraid to go to the manager and say, uh, I, that,
0: "I." That that actually scares me more than anything else, John. To be fair, you no, know, he backs him six and he backs him. So listen, if you're gonna
2: if you're gonna come into that Liverpool squad at, at his age, like what what age is Curtis Jones? Dunham's always good at his ages. Is he is he twenty two? Twenty one, I think. You, maybe
1: I'm not sure to be honest. You
2: know, if you're if you're going to be 21, 22 in this squad of, you know, you look around that squad. two of the best fullbacks in the world, best goalkeeper. You've got the best centre back. You've got Thiago, Fabinho, Henderson. That front three. Listen, if you're if you don't have confidence in your own ability and you're not going to back yourself, you need to find another club. So I I have no problem with that. He backs himself. I think it didn't help him tonight. He was he was he was thrown in from the start. It wasn't at home to Midland, you know, or away to Midland where he could. It was Ajax away, so you know, it's one of the great stadiums. It's one of the big European names. I thought he, he didn't really get into the game. I thought, I thought, without the ball, he he just seemed a wee, bit, a wee bit, lost. But I think as well, he's young. He's on a learning curve, Dave. I wouldn't say he's not good enough based on that. But what I would say no, is, no. He, he's starting. Let's be honest here too. He's starting. with Milner started that game. Milner hasn't started a start game. Game all season. When Alden's, you know, probably not going to be as guaranteed nailed on to start. So, I, I think if you'd have seen him maybe starting in a midfield with Fabinho and Henderson alongside him uh, in the middle of the park, might have been a different story. But different. Yeah, yeah, but it's a learning
0: curve. I think I think the point I'm trying to make, John, is, is you know if you if you look, I, uh, Gerard came through, Fowler came through, Owen came through, and, and and you know these were the kids who were really talked about as, as being something special. And, and, and they very quickly showed us that they were special. And, you know, Curtis Jones is being lauded in the same light as that of, of the players that went before. And, you know, you, you take Trent as an example. Trent hit the ground run. Trent was magnificent from, from when he was given his opportunity um, and, and really cemented his place within weeks. Um, you know, but Curtis Jones, for me, you know, he's uh, don't get me wrong. There's a player there, but and, and I'm willing to let him mature. I'm willing. It's not about that. But it's just, I just don't feel that he's fully there for for a start at this stage. Can I just
1: jump in here on this? First and foremost, um,
0: wouldn't be like I've you. Done,
1: <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I just, I just want to add a wee bit to this. He's, I'm doing him at the service first of all because he's actually only nineteen. I'm, I think I'm getting mixed up with Brewster's age, but he's actually only nineteen. And the question I want to throw in here is: You talk about like McManaman or Owen or Fowler or Gerard or whoever at nineteen. Did they get into this Liverpool team?
0: Michael Owen does, without a doubt. Maybe. Michael Owen gets in. Uh, Michael Michael Owen probably gets in. N when he broke through, he was spectacular. He was absolutely spectacular from minute it one. It
1: was. It was. But the thing is, when those players came through, we literally had nobody else who was any good in that position. Trent gets his Trent gets his run because Klein's not doing it, and Klein gets it comes in and he has to play games and because he's such quality with that right foot out that right hand side, you know, you, you realise very soon that you can't do without him and you can coach the defensive side. You're talking about attacking minded players here.
0: I think know, Jared uh, gets in as well. I'm just sitting thinking, Dave, I think Jared, I, I saw Jared's debut when he came on and I remember he sprayed a ball across and he just went, Fuck this kid's all, this kid is just a different class. Now it took him a wee while but you could see, you know, I don't see.
1: Dave, the this is, Dave, they, they, Dave. These are the European. These, these are the European champions, and these are the current Premier League champions.
0: And I, I know you, I'm being hard on them, but I'm, I'm just saying also, what my eyes what
1: see. To, I get it, but we, what we also have to say now is this is probably the best Liverpool team potentially in the in the club's history. So I don't think it's a given that that that, that that Fowler, Gerrard. Oh, and McManaman just fucking walk straight into the, the this team the way they walked into those dysfunctional teams in the
0: past. I don't think McManaman will walk in. Um, it'd be for me three or four years before McManaman. I'm not even sure even at his fucking peak. Well, McManaman dislodges one of our our our, our front three. Uh, they are that good. You know what I mean?
2: Um, I think Dave as well got to consider that it's a very different. The games evolved a lot more now in terms of what's required of players as well. You know that, um, you know, we we how often have we talked on these pods about how difficult it is to play, and and in, in this Liverpool midfield under clap. you know the 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 front the midfield three have to be able to do it all. You know they've got to be able to cover it for the for the fullbacks because we play a game where our fullbacks are really aggressive. They're a big part of our attacking phases of our game. So when you play midfield, Curtis Jones. He's he's phenomenal. You know, you sit, you watch him when he doesn't have to really worry against lesser opposition. You've seen him in the you know in the League Cup, and he was curling balls into the top corner from twenty thirty yards, and he was he was doing it at 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 his leisure. Um, but coming into this team, which is very tactically fine tuned with the best you know front three that are all superstars, fullbacks the best in the world, and you're given a really nailed on job. He it's not like probably. Uh, without simplifying it too much it's not like the Roy Evans years where he'd have been told go you out there and play you know Paul Ince is going to sit deep and just you get on the ball and make things happen you know this is a different level of a football team and I think it'll take him time but everything I've seen of that kid that you know and he's only he's 19 and and, and I remember now that he's 19 but you know we, we were adding a couple of years on him there he, he has a natural ability and just because in a but part midfield away in Amsterdam, he didn't light the world up after 45 minutes. I I wouldn't be getting, I wouldn't be getting too worried about it. I think he's a super talent, and I think he would be absolutely fine.
0: Indeed. Well, I I, I hope very much that he uh, negates my doubts uh, very quickly and makes me eat my humble pie, which i would be very happy to eat. <laughs> I will. I, I will add, Dave. I, I'm going to ask you both about Jada, because. I think is a really good player we've got. I really think he, show, he's, you know, we've seen him a few times now and he's just starting to show signs that he's settling. And, you know, I think, Dave, you said pre-pod or John said pre-pod about, you know, the difference between watching Divock or Eiji um, labour in that position to the to the silky skills of, of Jada, Dave, you know, it's, it, it's light years. He's, he's a really good player we've got there.
1: Uh, yeah, it's night and day from throwing somebody like Origi out there who very much was a, a square peg in a round hole. Yeah, and absolutely. Um, it, it, as I watched the, the the goals that he scored and the one that he he made for for Bernardo Silva when he was playing for Portugal during the week, you know, he, he's playing at an international level in a very very good international team, um, a very good international team. Um, and oh, shock horror! Liverpool signed player for what looks like way over what his market value should be, given who he was playing for and the numbers that he was putting out, and the fact that he would kind of been dropped at the end of the season, and that he Where, was. Where's
0: Shakkar? I know, <laughs> we and he's called
1: Streaky <laughs> exactly, and he's called Streaky. Oh. Look, Look, he actually yes, Manny he
0: was tricky, According to Southampton fans, Manny yeah. was streaky as well, believe it or not. <laughs>
1: see the first time I heard see the first time I heard someone call him streaky, Manny's name just popped into my head, and then it was all of those flashbacks as to you know, I remember thinking, Sir, what was it,
0: thirty-five million for Sadio Manny? Like who what? Who doesn't like the doesn't like the harsh British winter? <laughs> I know <laughs> like, that like what what like and I, I did think like,
1: what are we doing? So this time round, I'm like, this completely makes sense. And you know, he came in there, shows loads of quality, loads of quality. We we'll talked about the past of Ronaldo first and first and foremost earlier on. Um, that that puts him through. Um, I think is endeavoured on the left hand side great. It d- looks like he doesn't quite have that relationship with Robertson yet that Mane does because they have a really good partnership down that left hand side. And I think early on. Uh, I think Jota came. He faded. He faded to come short, and then went to go long. And, and Robertson played the, the ball short out of play. And you're like, they're just not quite on the same the same wavelength yet. But that'll come. That'll come with time, you know. Um. So I'm really excited. Bam. He looks direct. He, he's genuinely two footed. You know, we can work off both feet. Um. I think you mentioned that when we were chatting before we started recording, Dave. That it just looks like he. He needs a little bit a little bit he needs to be a little bit more certain of where he is in the hierarchy of the squad to take responsibility for driving forward and and
0: yeah, he's, having he's a really shot. He's only been with us a few weeks, you know what I mean? Yeah and, and while I would have loved to have seen him put the head down and go for goal, I understand the reasons why he didn't.
1: hundred percent. He's still slotting in the new environment and he still has a lot of respect for, for his teammates and, you know, he's looking around him going, fuck, these guys have done it all.
0: And, and he did he's find dead. it. He did find his man, to be fair. He found his you know, man on did.
1: the <laughs> He did. Was it the right decision to make? No. And I'm sure that's just, a, that's just, a, that's just being the new kid, basically. That's being the new kid. And again, that's something else that's going to come when he settles in and he really feels a part of the squad. And we've seen a little bit with Minamino as well, when he looked a bit sheepish in, 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 champ, in Premier League trophy present, presentation celebrations and stuff. So, Look, I just think it's a really, really smart piece of business. And, you know, everything that I've seen so far from him in the cameos that he's shown has done nothing to prove, prove my thinking otherwise.
0: No, I agree with you fully, Johnny. You know, when when, when you're brought on to replace Sadio Mane, and, and for me, Mane is just, I mean, he's just other world class. Um, you know, and, and, and this guy makes you sort of go, well, this is a viable option. And I think that that's something that we haven't, you know, we've all, always worried about the front three and something happened them and it's fucking big verge that ended up getting cracked. But this guy gives you, you know, whenever you see him coming on, and I think there's, you know, given the fact we've talked about this condensed league and everything, there's a lot of minutes this season for Jada.
2: Yeah, 100%. And first of all, before I just talk about Jada and how brilliant he is, we haven't really talked about it, but what was Manny's turn and touch for, for that goal? Um, I mean, oh. I know he shanked the shot, but oh, just, <laughs> But Johnny, it's
0: what we've come to he's expect. You don't even blink an eye at it.
2: <laughs> oh, he's ridiculous. He's absolutely ridiculous. It's you know, you watch it back in slow motion, and you're still wondering how he do it. You know, he the way he twists and manipulates defenders and gets away from them. You know, and I know he shanked the shot, and it was lucky, but um, oh my God, what a player he is. But anyway, Jada, Yeah, I, I think that's the big thing, isn't it? We've we've always talked about the front three and the drop-off, the drop-off, the drop-off and that's been absolutely valid and we sort of lived with it because we thought well, do you know what? You pay a price for having a front three that are as brilliant as that and the price is, you know they're going to be miles better than whoever's fourth choice because you cannot have a fourth choice that's you know on the face of it going to be fit to...
0: to, Just sitting on the bench happy.
2: Exactly, Exactly, exactly and that's it where, and now all of a sudden, you know, he, fit, he fitted the profile, he fitted the stats. It's funny, but football is becoming so analytics driven that Jota's name had come up. If you're on Twitter and you're following some of the analytics people that do the the stats and the numbers, your people like your Sam McGuire's and your your Dan Kemet's and those guys, if you follow them, Jota was a name that was coming up, you know, in terms of profile. And he just fits like a glove. You know, you see him come in, he, we don't have to compromise and how we play when he comes on. He makes the same runs, he he works the same way, he's, he's really, really good at coming inside, he offers what, what he needs to, he's a pass on the outside for Robertson. As Dave says, you know, that understanding's not quite there yet. But I thought it was, I just thought he was absolutely sensational when he came on everything about him, he just does everything at real quick pace. He's just, he's a workhorse, you know, it's, it's closing down, he nearly gets, catches the keeper out. You know, he, he gets there and he blocks about, you know, the, the keeper's clearance and the ball under Wijnaldum, I mean, what a ball that was. I, I, he just looked up from the left, you know, left-hand side, left wing and Wijnaldum's gone through the middle just to have the vision the same for starters and then to pick him out and Wijnaldum was a great touch and could score, but yeah, and I think what you're just saying is dead right. You know, in terms of that squad, I think when he settles and he's, you know, because at the moment he probably is a little bit not timid's the wrong word, but he probably will will pass at times when there was an occasion tonight where he
0: the, the empty stadium plays into that as well, John. You know what I mean? He's 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 not being accepted by the fans. You know, you know what I mean? If 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 the crowd's cheering him on. You know, there's so many nuances missing from the game with 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 no crowd there. You know what I mean, and and that can affect new players coming in, the confidence and and the sense that they belong.
2: Oh, totally, it's a great shot. It's absolutely is. You know, there was a moment where he got away and he was through the middle, and I think you're dead right. If he had had the crowd egging and on, money he, he just would have charged on and got a shot away. You know, his, his instinct was, oh, I need a, I need to stop here and I need to find someone. But yeah, listen, we we talked about it, origi you know, you always felt Origi out of place, doesn't suit him. Um, but you see Jada and all of a sudden you're thinking, well, there's a guy that could come in. He can do that job on that side. He's going to get better and better. He's He's got those attributes to make, to probably play on the right as well. But just having him there means that you can play. It just gives us so many options because we know Mane is brilliant on the right. In fairness, I think mana would be brilliant in the nine as well. <laughs> We've shown Salah can play through the middle. So all of a sudden, you've got this really top-drawer option in your front three. And that is a massive, massive step forward in um, the evolution of this team, to have that kind of depth. Because I thought all three of them, I thought Shaqiri and, and Minamino did super as well. I thought we looked really good after the subs. And listen, let's be honest, a, a year ago or so, if we took that front three off, in the game, we'd all had a meltdown. <laughs> you know, we'd have took the three of them off and replaced them. Um, but it just shows the depth that's there now. So yeah, I, I can't wait. I think he's going to get better and better. I think he's got a, a massive, massive future at him,
0: which is great. Indeed. And they didn't talk about heads falling off and so on. They've Adrian got a clean sheet. Um, now he had a couple of ropey moments very early on. He had a bit of a coming together with Joe Gomez over. And they had. It seemed to have a, a difference of opinion, let's call it. Um, but how much of a confidence boost do you think, or how much do you think he needed that clean sheet? <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs>
1: he needed that clean sheet more than I did.
0: Um <laughs> and, yeah. and Do you feel it makes a difference? You know, because look every time, every time they cross the halfway line, like, oh fuck, oh fuck, here we go.
1: And, Listen, and I'm, I'm, t- I'm telling you, it, it, and it's 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 getting off the mark, and they'll be going in there tonight, and they'll be celebrating the teams. At, they'll be celebrating a clean sheet. You know, they'll be celebrating a clean sheet. The West Striker will celebrate a hat trick. They'll be going in there, and they'll be slapping each other in the back. And Adrian you know he gets off a really ropey start he gets a kick charge down he does that thing where Gomez is kind of wanting to pick it up and he wants to kick it away and Gomez is going what the fuck are you doing because he he literally kicked it at me and it came off you again I'm a doubt and you know, again, I was sitting there thinking, fuck, he's done. He's done.
0: But then he there's a couple of good saves in there as well. Dave. Exactly. It's a fucking paradoxical enigma. <laughs> yeah, he, he,
1: he, make, he makes a few good saves. I think he's indecisive for the one where he gets he gets lobbed and Fabinho clears off the line. I think he starts to come and then he just stops. And then he's literally rabbit in headlights. If he's going to come, he just needs to keep coming. He needs to keep coming and not give the player time to, like, Wait for the ball to drop and literally give him the perfect angle to lob him. Um, but then he makes a couple of, he makes a good save. he makes two good saves down to his right hand side. I think the one that hits the post actually. I think if it's if it's an inch inside the post, I think he's getting fingertips on it. So I, right. I think so. I think he punched the ball quite well. Although some of his punches were down, they were down to our players and bounced them out of the box. So, you know, whether he's whether he meant that or not, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt because I'm sick of teenage fans abusing players on Twitter, expecting that to make them better. Um and, you know, he handled reasonably well, came from a couple of good catches, did a really nice catch and then fell to the ground really well towards the end, just a waste of like 10 seconds. So, you know, that, that listen, that'll do them the power good. And if we can go a run where, as Johnny says, the next few games, are not daunting. If we can get another two, three clean seats on the bounce and then the big man comes back in, You know, that is going to really encourage the squad, give them confidence and they can really put the Van Dijk injury to bed um, and say, right, okay, we know where we are, but we're far from done and we can do this.
0: No, I hear you, Dave. Absolutely. I I agree with you. And and I think I'm just hoping that that gives them a little bit of confidence.
1: It's important. It's a bit like Firmino. Firmino needs a goal. Firmino needs something. He looks absolutely shot of confidence. Um, he needs something to happen for him. Just something
0: He got two in one game for Brazil here. At, um, I know. Journey. So then, f- fair enough, they're tap ins.
1: But yeah, and the, he's he's doing a different role. He's being asked to be he's being asked to be that predator for Brazil, you know, at the at, yeah,
0: the at a conventional nine,
1: I think yeah, exactly, exactly. So, you know, he's gonna get those chances um and his movement's good, but you know, he, he just he needs something. Um, at the minute, and I think the 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 back four, the goalkeeper are, are the same. It's exactly the same. They needed something, and that tonight they'll be going home feeling fucking absolutely over the moon with that because that's a that's a that's a really good clean sheet.
0: Oh no, I agree with you. I agree with you. It, it, it's vitally important. Casting our minds forward, Johnny, then to uh, just to close a pod out, we're with Sheffield United next at home. Um, rather than talk about the game, I think it's much more fascinating to talk about. Well, we know our front three and it's normally the midfield game we play, but now we've got the midfield and defence game to play. Um, the centre back yeah. conundrum. Um, you know, if, I, if I'm Sandy and I, I'll ask you the same, Dave. Like, um, what, what, what's your midfield and what's your, what's your uh, two centre back pairing? Oh God, it's,
2: it's a challenge. I think it's safe to say. I mean, I'm. I, is, I, Thiago
0: I, is Thiago out? Is Tiago out long term, or was that again? He's not well? out
2: long term. He's not out long term. By all accounts it's it's precautionary. Um and they didn't want to take any chances with him or McPeep. I think given given the fact that we got a good clean sheet tonight and given the fact that Fabinho was man of the match, I'd be surprised if Klopp you know, especially given we're we're only probably this will probably be the last league game without Allison back. I think Klopp will go and stick. At centre-back with the two from tonight. I could just see him sticking um, with them because they had a good game, a bit of a partnership. Um, I think in the midfield, you'll see Henderson get his run out for 45. He's nailed on. I would imagine that you'll see um, a pretty... If Thiago's back, I think you'd see Tiago Henderson and Wijnaldum. Uh, we don't know the story with Cava. We don't know the full story with with Thiago. So, depends who the bodies are right now. If you're asking me, I think will stay centre back with Gomez, and I think that Henderson's assert, Wijnaldum's assert, and if Thiago has just been rested um, and, and they weren't taking chances, you could probably see him come in there. Um, I can't see Milner starting starting another one. Um, straight away off the bat. I think he covered the most ground tonight. I've just seen that. So yeah, it depends. Depends hard to know at the moment because we don't know the full picture. But assuming Tiago's fit, I think that'll be it'll be him, Henderson, and one album. I think that's what he, what he'll go with. And the same, the same front three. I think taking the front three off. I know Manny was looked like he had some ice, but apparently he's had a dead leg over the last few days. I'd, I'd read something after the game. So Klopp said, look, As soon as he was off the pitch, we were just giving him some ice. That's what he's been doing recently, because he'd had a bit of a dead leg. Yeah, that's what I think. Don't
0: know what Dunning thinks. It it didn't really sort of deter him from being that good. Sadio Manny just performs. It doesn't matter whether you're a dead leg or not, you can't stop him.
1: A dead leg's horrible, but it's one of those ones where as soon as you stop, it's when it starts to seize up and kind of get
0: sore. Yeah, when, when um, you're moving your ground. so 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 yeah. so are
1: you gonna disagree with Johnny and anything? Um like? no I don't think so. I think I agree. I think I think I'm just thinking about, about the centre half and I'm just wondering.
0: Matip was rested for a reason. Surely yeah, is. this is this well, is this is my this is my spin on it.
1: I think Matip rested for a week so he doesn't he's not out for what, how many? I don't know, six, eight, ten, twelve. Uh um, so you
0: think that continues?
1: I just think I think it's important to consider if Joe Gomez is the best left-sided centre-half we'll have now. Because we've literally had nobody else play left-sided centre-half in two years because Van Dijk's done it all the time because he never misses a match. Um, if he's the best left-sided centre-half, how much better is he left-side than the other two? And does that just mean that Gomez... Is the left sided centre half because the other two just really there's too much of a drop off. One of those two playing that side, I think that's just something to think
0: about. Um I think Fabinho's, Fabinho's played in place of Van Dijk a couple of times, and he's played, albeit not against top opposition, Dave. But he he's got quite comfortable there. I I thought in his in his couple of appearances there.
1: Yeah, it's a difficult one. But again, do you want to do you want to? You're already mo- you're already moving him. Back, you're already moving him out of positions. You want to do that to him as well. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I, I just think that might determine where the pecking order in the center half's come. Um, I think yeah, I think he keeps the same back four. I think if Thiago's fit, he'll probably go Thiago, um, Henderson, Winaldum. I think the fact that when Henderson will definitely start, um, and the front three is, as Johnny says, there's there's no coincidence that they're all taken off on before, before sixty. Um, probably 60 given the it probably is actually exactly an hour they got given the, the injury time in the first half and I think it's it's Mitchelland after that isn't it it is at home just, where did, so,
2: where we're did, I think it's fair to say you know that's where you may well see John maybe get a wee start or Minamino come in for Firmino or something You know, yeah, in that I game. think you see I can see think the think League Cup see, team
1: <laughs> I, I wouldn't I wouldn't go that far but like I could I could see like Big Divi getting the game you know, I get I get see things like that happening against Michelin. So um, we'll, we'll wait and find out. But it's, you know, you'd like to think that you'd like to think that you maybe get maybe one of the front three starting there. You'll maybe get a complete change in the midfield.
0: What would um, you know, Dave, is for the group stages of the Champions League, Klopp is prepared to gamble. He is. He is in a way that he's not prepared to do in the Premier League.
1: Yeah, especially especially in, in the first two or three matches. Um, and, and given he's got three points away to Ajax, it, it'll encourage him even more to gamble against Michelin, I would say. So I think you see us. I think you see us go as strong as we can go. I think the centre halfs will stay the same, and, and you, you, we know that we know the midfield three. Kida, or and O We know that we know the midfield three will be that three. I would say um, we we ease Kaida in against Michelin as well, um, and see where we go from there. What do you think, Dave?
0: Ah, uh, I don't know. Um, you know, you make a lot of sense about Fabinho, and Fabinho be the one I would like to see in midfield. But you, you make both of you make really good points about that, and you've nearly convinced me. And what's more, Klopp can go to him and say, "Big glad you were, you were man of the match. Say you're, you're staying where you are." And he can do and, that.
1: And, and the last game he played centre half,
0: he was as well. Yeah, that, that's against Chelsea. That's correct. Um, so you know, maybe maybe you do. You guys have a point there. I, I prefer to see him. If you've got two centre halves fit, but then again, we don't know. You know, there's very little coming out about injuries. To be honest with you, we don't know what the club are doing with injuries. They keep it really cloak and dagger these days, um, with time scales and whatnot. So maybe another week's rest, as you say, for Matty to to, to, to make sure that he's not, you know, keep him out for one week as opposed to ten weeks. Uh, makes yeah. Sense the other to
1: thing me. with Fabinho is the other thing with Fabinho is Dave, if if you're going to play him in midfield when you're not playing him centre half, when the fuck does he get a rest?
0: Well, I suppose there's that as well. I suppose there is that as well. But, you know, to me, I, th- I thought Thiago was maybe not going to be available for this game um, against Sheffield United. But if he is available and he's fit enough to start, I- I'm happy enough that uh, Fabinho would-, would step back because my opinion was I didn't, you know, he was hit pretty hard by Richarlison. He really was. And, uh, you know, the way that Klopp was reacting to it, I thought it was maybe... Going to be a little bit more than one game that he would miss, and he'd be back the next week, if you know what I mean. So, yeah, that, that I do. I
1: think Klopp was more annoyed about the nature of the tackle because he he, play, he plays 10 Klopp. minutes after that, and yeah, it doesn't I, look like he affected him that much.
0: But, but yeah. all things considered, when you amalgamate all the shite that went on in that game and throw it into one bucket, how could Klopp be anything other than the way he was in that press conference? Like, to be fair, because yeah, 100%. it was a parcel of fucking shite from beginning to end. Um, as I said to you pre pod, I was more annoyed about that game drawn two two than I was us being beat seven two, and and that is the truth. I was I, I've been furious for days over it, and you know once the red mist clears, you sort of see that you know we need to get on with this. We need to get on without Van Dyke. There has to be life without him. At some point, he's not going to be playing for us. There has to be life without him, and you know what what better way to stick two fingers up at all those pundits is to go out and win this league again without him. Uh, and show that you know it's not just a one-man team because this isn't a one-man team. It is a team. It is a squad. Um, and, and you know, club is at pains to remind us of that over and over and over again. It's a squad. It's not about one man. And and we've got the opportunity now to show it. Yeah, you're 100%, absolutely
1: right. Uh, yep, 100. <laughs> percent I, I actually said to Johnny, I actually said to Johnny I was texting him during the week, and I said I almost want to win it now without Van Dyke. I almost want to win Just stick two fingers up at them all. Yeah, this was before before we knew he was going to be out for the season, but I was thinking to myself, see if he is out for the season. That just makes me want to win it fucking even more.
0: And and hopefully that that resonates through right through the squad, that same mentality. And I would dare say it would, because if you're a player in that team and you've listened, I doubt they've listened to the amount of shite that I've listened to, I have too much time in my hands. Um, but honestly, some of the shite talk this week—it would drive you to drink. It seriously would drive you to drink. And some of the most—and people, these boys are paying paid big bucks, like for these opinions. And honest to Christ, I—I I don't know. Yeah. I don't. I,
2: it's my favorite lie. one. Dave, my favorite one is you know Liverpool have never not really had any injury. You know they haven't had to cope with of injuries. You know we didn't have like the best keeper in the world out for nine or ten games. We weren't missing. They knew for months or weren't missing Henderson for, at points, you know.
0: Because uh, the Liverpool team to them is Van Dijk and the front three; the rest are just ah immaterial.
2: Exactly, that's it, and um, yeah, and, and I think that will be the big motivation for this group of players is to show that actually the disrespect mental, you know, there's so many world class players. I mean, you look at that team, you. And this is why the you know you have this discussion about how good is this Liverpool team, and against other teams that we've had in the past, so many of these players, you can make really strong arguments that that they're the best players in the world in their position, or if not the best, the second best. So, you know, I, I'm sure they're sitting there thinking, you know, all right, you 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 want to write us off now because of one player being right? We'll go and show you, and and I know that's the way Klopp's thinking. So, bring it on. Bring it up. Yeah,
1: and I'll tell you I'll tell you one other thing.
2: People
1: people threw the bucket at, at two key issues that we supposedly had last year, which is which was how do we how do we fit anybody in to cover for if any of the front three go out and how much if Robertson and when Robertson was missing they compromised their game. They were our two big flaws. Now we've addressed both those issues like massively with Shimikus and, and Jada. And, and now, obviously, Minamino coming in and adding another facet to that. And the fact is that um, Fabinho is a far more able deputy to Van Dyke than anybody last season would have been to one of the front three or or Robertson. Fair so, point. So, so you know, remove Van Dyke from this season as as we have had to. We're probably we're probably bet, we're probably a better squad, even without Van Dyke this season and, and a, from a balanced perspective. So that's, that's the line I'm going to take from an optimist's perspective.
0: Oh, that's grand. Well I'll tell you what. We've come a long way in a few days. It's, it's amazing how had a decent win and, and you know, to be honest with you, it wasn't a spectacular goal. It was all a bit scrappy, but the result one zero. Speaks for itself that that clean sheet as uh, you know it, it. They've proven a point, um, albeit it's not the, the, a huge thing. But we're back on track. We're moving in the right direction. After the seven-two, after the disgrace of the derby, we're back. And, you know, I I hope that everything we've discussed here and and the sentiments that we've talked about in this pod, you know, that this squad are going to be resolute and they're going to put their heads down, they're going to get on with it, is the way it's going to be. I can't see anything other myself than than it going that way. But listen, lads, thank you so much, as always, for your time. We've slipped over the hour, as we always do, but the hell with that. And uh, we shall be back again after Sheffield Wednesday. Thank you again for listening. And until then, up the clean sheet reds.